Senator Birdwell and the members of the committee. My name is Joaquin Rodriguez. As a social <coughs> equity advocate, I'm speaking on behalf of the border community of Presidio, Texas. There is a deception happening at the Texas border. It doesn't just impact border communities, but the entire state. While the governor touts campaign rhetoric about the success of Operation Lone Star, that so-called success is built upon a total misuse of taxpayer money and, mis and misrepresentation and gets its oxygen from xenophobia and racism. Abbott has fear-mongered and demonized fleeing Central Americans simply looking for a better life. These deceptions include, to coin a word, defunding state agencies to pay for this failing policy. Texas lawmakers have tripled the amount uh, the state spends on border security and eventually shifted 50, 500 million away from other agencies to help pay for the cost, which exceeded what the legislature has approved. As of July this year, Abbott's debacle has cost taxpayers 2.5 million every week. Meanwhile, according to a report from the nonpartisan-based Texas Tribune, the DOJ is now investigating Operation Lone Star. Furthermore, the Texas Tribune found that state officials inflated the numbers with arrest and statewide drug seizures, which had no connection with the border. The DPS has denied a public records request regarding the claim of hundreds of gang members arrested. The same investigation also found thousands of migrants have been arrested for trespassing onto private property, and some have been kept in jail for weeks without charges. Has violating a person's human rights now become a Texas value? This lack of transparency at best is problematic. Whether it's about the lie regarding the targeting of cartels or whatever role the DPS and National Guard had in actually stopping Haitian refugees, or the current or the truth about the actual amount of fentanyl caught by Operation Lone Star, or the fact that federal statistics show some of the counties in the Rio Grande Valley where DPS shifted additional resources away from were among those experiencing the greatest influx of immigrants and drugs. All these areas have zero accountability and transparency, and I've yet to address the exploitive and racist busing of refugees merely to, quote, own the libs and score political points. Operation Lone Star is a failure and doomed so because it was built on a lie and the exploitation of the majority of innocent people seeking the same security that everyone here finds behind their gated communities. The continued failure of Republican leadership to insist on accountability is an absolute embarrassment. And if I could ask just a few minutes, a few seconds more. Finally, in the 1990s, high school student Ezekiel Hernandez was a Marine with a Marine posted on his bedroom wall in hopes of becoming one, was caring for his goats a few miles outside of Presidio. He was shot and killed by Marines as a result of the militarization of the border and the failed war on drugs. That initiative failed for the same reason that Operation Lone Star is Mr. a failure. Both initiatives were built on... <coughs> Mr. Rodriguez. Mr. Rodriguez. Yes? Your three minutes is concluded. We have your testimony. I'd ask for a few seconds more. I, I don't, I'm not worried about what you've asked for because everybody else will ask for the same thing. And then okay. try and be respectful, both the previous panel that we only gave three minutes. Okay. I want to be respectful to this panel and the three panels I still have behind you. I appreciate that. Thank so, you for listening to my words. You're welcome, sir. Thank you for giving us the testimony. With that, Ms. Cruz, you're recognized. Good afternoon, and thank you for allowing me to, to bring this testimony. 
Uh, my name is Irma Cruz, and I'm with the Border Network for Human Rights. I'm also work with Frontera Texas along the um, Presidio uh, del Rio Eagle Pass Laredo in El Paso, Texas. And I'm here to oppose um, Operation Lone Star because I think uh, we have uh, document abuses, uh, traffic stops for no reason, just for the color of the skin of this of border residents. Um, these places like Presidio, um, they're very poor communities, and you are not investing in in that communities. Instead, you are investing in uh, state troopers, more uh, training, more patrols, more. I don't know. I don't know if there's a a report of how these $4 billion are in wasting and you are forgetting community, border communities. So I'm here to oppose Operation Lone Star and I hope that you, you, you consider stop funding for Operation Lone Star. Also, uh, our communities are mostly Hispanic communities and Yes, we ha we we feel are harassed. So I ask, I, I respectfully ask you to stop funding of Operation Lone Star. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Cruz. Thank you, uh, Betty. You're recognized. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, chair and members of the Border Security Committee. My name is Betty Camargo. I'm the state coordinator for the Reform Immigration for Texas Alliance, also known as RITA. RITA is the leading statewide alliance of grassroots organization that works to transform the lives of immigrant and border communities in Texas. Members of RITA belong to the faith, the business, the law enforcement, and other community sectors that foster an inclusive environment in Texas so that we can all live in dignity and rights. RITA member organizations believe that it's important not to only speak on how harmful Operation Lone Star has been to our Texas border residents, but also to speak on what actually needs to be funded in our border communities. You have already heard from many of my colleagues on how the implementation of Operation Lone Star is not only unlawful, it's also racist and it's a xenophobic political approach by the state of Texas to attempt to enforce its own version of the federal immigration law and its outside of jurisdiction. So to clearly understand the impact of Lone Star in our communities, we invite you, Chairman, and members of the committee to spend time with the border residents um, from, from El Paso all the way to the Rio Grande. And you're gonna be able to experience that poverty that prevents many of us fronterizos from, from having the resources and means to achieve a dignified life. The billions of dollars that you're being spent on Operation Lone Star can be best spent on providing a needed service in the border region, from job training to access to medical care, educational opportunities for young people. Our communities are in need of educational institutions that can prepare them for the workforce of tomorrow. We're also in need of economic opportunities that will pay well above minimum wage. Uh, we need support to open our own businesses to hire workers. We also need you to invest in us so we can live and provide them with you know, a dignified life. Immigration and border enforcement are policy issues that need to be tackled in the halls of Congress, not in the backyards of border communities where border residents are stopped and harassed by DPS officers and any other law enforcement officials who assume that anyone who has brown skin like mine is here without status. Operation Lone Star, 
is a racist, ill-conceived enforcement policy that perpetrates fear and violates people's rights. That is not who we are as Texans. We are in the new Ellis Island, and as those before us, we border residents welcome and embrace migrants seeking shelter and flee those that are fleeing violence and persecution. Thank you. Thank you, Betty. Ramona, did I say your last name correctly? Casas? Correct. All right. Thank That's you, ma'am. You're Thank recognized. You. Good afternoon. I'm Ramona Casas from Arise Adelante, which is a nonprofit organization. I'm living in the Rio Grande Valley. And also, uh, we are part of the RITA and also the Texas Border Organizing Project. And um, I want to share with you, I've been an organizer for 36 years. And um, the last year since our operation started in the Rio Grande Valley, we see the fears in the communities. We see the uh, state police around colonias. So this is uh, make very difficult in the daily base for the families and the communities to go to the places they need to go. So I'm so happy you'll be able to listen to us um, and agree with many of the testimonies we presenting this afternoon. And uh, I want to share, many of the families, they, they enjoy to go to the public parks in the Rio Grande Valley, and many of them are full of the border patrol and the militaries and also the uh, police from the state police. So this is how we feel intimidated. We not feel free, we not feel secure in the border because it's more the militarization we need. It looks like militarization, I can use that word because that's how we feel. So we wanted to ask you, uh, instead of to invest more monies in this operation, which is not in the ways we need to trade the immigrants, they're looking for support, we can invest in our communities. In the Rio Grande Valley, you know, we have, we are very deep area and we are in the risk. If we have a hurricane hit us, we'll be flooding. We need a better system for draining the water to the to the Gulf. So this is uh, how we need to invest our monies in, in the Rio Grande Valley. And also, uh, when people be affecting for Operation Lone Star and they be detained for stopping, um, many of them, they go to the um, jail and they don't have money to pay the bill bound. And many of them, they be deporting. That's how it's affecting Operation Lone Star and negative ways in the border and the daily life, uh, the daily based life for the residents. So uh, we are here to ask you, don't invest more money in this operation. Instead, of we can respond in different ways, but uh, looking for the needs we have. We don't have public lights in the corner of the streets, uh, close to a uh, thousand colonial rural communities, and we don't have public transportation either. So that's the areas where we like you as a senators and committee to invest the money. That's how we need the money. Invest in the needs and the priorities we have in the Rio Grande Valley. And we not agree with Operation Lone Star because it's affecting even the American citizens' fears. Thank you. Thank you, Ramona. I appreciate it. Members, questions of, of the committee? Senator Hinojo. Just uh, uh, for us, uh, it's always very educational to hear from uh, our members from our communities who live there and work with our local families. Uh, and uh, I know that some of the challenges we face in terms of uh, infrastructure, 
uh, we have uh, worked with the colonias uh, and also other community leaders. I remember Ms. Anaya. Yes. Uh, she was a great leader organizer in La Milpas. I started uh, with her many uh, years ago. And she actually got all the drainage done up there and streets paved and lights and everything else. But it, it takes the type of leadership in, from the community uh, and pushing the delegation, the legislature, uh, to invest additional funding. And we have invested quite a bit. Uh, and Idaho County uh, is one of the fastest growing counties in the state. I think it grew by 100,000 people in the last 10 years. Uh, so we grow. It's sometimes we keep in, uh, investing in uh, not only in our public schools, in our community college, STC and TSTI out of uh, Harrington, and then our university where we provide uh, four-year scholarships to any family uh, student that makes uh, 125000 or less uh, on an annual basis. Uh, and we have addressed a lot of the drainage, but it's, and even with Compass laws to stop uh, development of um, areas that drain, uh, it, it's been very difficult when you have unscrupulous developers uh, bypass all that before we, they will find out. But I, I just wanted to thank you for your testimony. Thank you. May I add? Yeah. Um, um, I just want to, I, I didn't like the way Senator Birwell knocked the, the table. I think we deserve to be listened. Even even it's three more minutes, I think it, we, we deserve that. We came from far, and we are the ones that live at the border, so we need to, I think that we need to be listened. So, um, Thank you for this opportunity. I'm so sad that this has to be that way. You listen all day, law enforcement, and you have to listen communities, the most impacted. Thank you. And we do listen. I think we also need rules to be able to uh, get everybody, give everybody a chance to talk and speak. You know, so, uh, and the chairman here is a colonel in the military, so we've been brought up a little bit different, more discipline, more focused, right? So I don't think he was trying to offend anybody. We just got to keep um, and manage a, a, a committee and the testimony. But we we do appreciate your testimony. One last comment. Just uh, maybe in the future what we need is to add a panel so that way we have, you know, we feel that it's two-sided. Um, so next time, instead of public comment, the communities should be part of that conversation and, and, and be an invited panelist. Thank you. We'll work on that. Yeah, the, the uh, look, it's not fun gaveling somebody down. Um, it's not enjoyable, but I also know I don't want to lose control of the committee hearing because whatever grace I give to one person, i got to give that grace to everybody else. We did have a hearing uh, back in August in, uh, in Eagle Pass specific to uh, the border communities. Um, so we've been listening to the public, listening to the public in my own district. So uh, your public testimony is very important. I could have had, I mean, I've seen committee hearings with 175 people. I have no idea because this was a, the committee hearing in Eagle Pass was geared primarily to those in the border regions, though anybody could show up. And even though this is geared to everybody in the interior of the state, anybody can show up. And I've had committee hearings with uh, nearly 200 people. 
And at that point, we have to make a decision. Okay, it's two minutes instead of three. We don't know what you're going to have. But that's why we try to run a tight ship so that everybody gets that opportunity. We've still got uh, 11, more folks, 11 more folks to go. But you can walk in here and call me all the things that you've already called me. And your First Amendment right gives you that ability to do that, and there's nobody waiting outside to, to take you away. You get to come in here and say your piece. And if I may read that. Hold on, hold on. In my 20 years of service, I spent that time, just like Chewy did in his time in service and, and Bob in his, securing your ability to do that. The rules of how we operate here are for the efficient, purpose of a committee meeting and a hearing within the Senate. And you are the customer, the citizen of this nation, the citizen of this state. We are apportioned from our respective districts, but you are that customer. And so your, your opinions, however I might agree or disagree with those opinions, are valued. And that's why we're having this hearing today, because I had it both in the valley, not the valley, but in the border region and here to give citizens the ability to come in and agree or disagree with what's going on. And that's why we're doing this. Thank you, Senator. And again, I think for us, we appreciate, we were actually um, part of that hearing in Eagle Pass. Mm -hmm. But just like in Eagle Pass and here, um, the community wasn't invited to be part of a panel. We were invited to be in public testimony, yet you had ranchers, you had law enforcement, you had these different agencies and, and a part of the community that you that it feels that you wanted to just bring because, you know, to the advantage of Operation Lone Star, they were gonna talk on behalf of how good Operation Lone Star was, but there was no table like this that talked about the other side of the real impact of Operation Lone Star, how it's being affected. And, and that's where we're just, Raising that concern. Thank you Thank for you. telling me that way. I appreciate it. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, Betty. Ramona, one last thing. Yes. Yes. I agree with all the expression they say, Irma and Betty, and I'm feeling the same way. Hopefully in the future you can open Audencia Pública only for the community to express our voice because we need that too. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thanks, Ramona. I appreciate it. Thank you all for testifying Thank today. Thank you. Thank you all.